Hey, welcome to Tangible Takeaways, episode 55. I'm Jackson, and today I'm going to talk about how we can have all the right information, but somehow still end up feeling distant from God. And I'm Jody, and I'm going to talk about like what do you know, kind of patterns do we develop, and how do sometimes those affect us feeling distant. Yeah, all that and more on this episode of Tangible Takeaways. Jody, Ooh, I'm back. You're back. You're back. Actually. We're both back. <laughs> we're both in, back <laughs> in a different way. We're both That's back, right. and we're not outside in the rain. Yes, and cold, yes. Which is normally when you and I get to yeah, hang it's out. That's normally when we're hanging out. Although there's no slides. Yes. I mean, is, I, yeah, we are always up. hanging out for something online, doing something, some some that sort no one of, else wants to some do. sort of shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're inside. It feels temperate in here. Yeah. There's no complaints. You know. None from me. Yeah. And we've been in this playlist series. Um, what would you say, like, let's just talk music for a second. Are you yeah. somebody that like music? When we talk about the power of music, are you like, oh, that's real? Or like, I've talked to like some different people on staff and they've been like, oh man, I could care less about music. Do you feel like you resonate with? Oh, I think so. I think people who say music doesn't affect them probably don't realize how much it affects them. Yeah. Not to call out other staff members. Yes. I just, it may be on different levels and different places, but for me, yeah, I, I mean, all different types of music um, kind of affect me differently, and there's very few styles of music that I don't like to a certain level. Yeah. Polka, maybe. But who does? But maybe you could just say you haven't been exposed enough Oh, to polka, maybe. You know? Or maybe good polka. Maybe that's yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe that's, I mean, that's the big home polka alone. fans would be you like, know? oh, you haven't listened to good polka, man. You don't know. You don't know what you're missing out on. Yeah, I, I think music is one of those cool things that is just a space where, for whatever reason, it's like, it's almost the constraint of putting something to a melody or whatever it is. There's something um, really cool about that that allows us to express ourselves in a different way that, for whatever reason, writing in a journal doesn't or talking to other people doesn't it's just another form of expression and i honestly think one of the reasons that it's so powerful is because it's like heavenly like it's part of the it's part of the ethos of what's going on in heaven and so if it's powerful enough to express how we feel about god and how worthy and holy and righteous and glorious god is well then, man, it's a great medium for yeah. expression. If it can, if it's one of the things that in heaven they use predominantly to express how good God is, then that's a that's an avenue that's very capable of expressing. Yeah, I mean, I so think just the us. idea of us being created to worship, yeah, it puts within us this somewhere in within us, right? This innate desire to relate differently on music, yeah, in music and. You know, a good soundtrack makes a good movie. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you see something come on, you watch toes start, you know, tapping. And yep. pe- I mean, people we just engage even sometimes, not even intentionally. Yeah. You know, I know for me, man, like uh, if I've got something, if I've got to really sit down and study, you really got to sit down and concentrate. And there's a playlist that I run to, mm-hmm. and it's just an instrumental playlist, but it engages my yeah, brain in such a way it's locked in or. 
sometimes if I want to be more reflective or it just depends, you know, I think it affects our mood so often. I think it can really steer our heart, which we talked a little bit about Mm -hmm. this this last week. Um, And the biggest social media app in the world right now is all about music. TikTok is all about music. Like it's all these little sound bites of songs that make songs actually make a ton of money on the like it's almost right tiktok's running the music industry right now so even the way that we're expressing ourselves through video and photo it's like people are realizing like oh man it's actually even better if we pair it with music and that's really why that app's taken off in such a big way yeah and it's accessible yeah. right music's more accessible than it's ever been and uh and, and we we seem to be taking advantage of it as as humans yeah very often and I, I think i don't know i i've been one of my favorite things is, you know, taking we've taken students in the past, uh, it, you know, on a mission trip in another country and sitting in a, a worship service, listening to worship in, in a language you don't understand mm. and often a melody you've never heard. And yet within that moment, there's this recognition that this is honoring to the Lord. Yeah. You know, like and I don't mean to over spiritualize and yeah. Jesus juke our music no, conversation. But it. like or even more powerful still is being in that that context with a melody you do recognize in a language you don't speak. Yeah. Um, I think every time we've been there, it feels like we always have students or folks say, Man, that's like, powerful. I did not expect to feel that. Yeah. You know, and, and there, I just think there are a few things that probably stir emotion and feeling in us um, like music. Yeah. Like music can. Yeah. And, and, and yet I think we can also come in very stubborn and feeling like, oh, that maybe is not a good thing yeah. and a healthy thing in, in, in church specifically um, as guys. Yeah. Especially. Right? We're notorious for that. And I don't know. I'm not sure. Can't get us to sing, man. We're too macho for that. Right. You know, or what if I, you know, I I just, it's a miss. It's an unfortunate miss on our part. Because if you're a believer, you're going to be doing it for a long, long time. Yep. And you probably aren't going to be great there either. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like you get a glorified body, but not a voice that I see in Tell me I don't get a glorified (laughs) voice? Come on, Jody. I mean, you might. I don't know. I'm holding out for that, man. It's not like, you know, I just... I want to sound I, like I Landon. Think the, I think the purpose is is not about you, right? I think the and that's the beauty of worship, uh, and even in the Psalms is that we bring our imperfections before the Lord and offer them as they are. Yeah, and and God sees that in our weakness, even in worship, and receives that gladly um, as an offering of sorts to Him, and I think. It's not, it's not as if um, God needs our worship. Yeah. He doesn't need our worship to be whole. Yeah. If you and I walk in this weekend and we sing loud and proud, God's not like better that yeah. day because of it. He's not lacking without our worship. It's us that lacks. Yeah. Because we're not giving. Well, and we're missing out on what we're literally made to do, yeah. right? Which yeah. brings us to this beautiful songbook of God's people. Yeah. And the Psalms are so comforting, I think, in so many ways because they express this whole range of emotions that encapsulates yeah. what it is to do life with God on a broken and fallen planet. 
And this one, or I guess two that we were in this weekend in Psalm 42 and 43 are iconic for that, of just this, man, as a deer pants for streams of water, my soul pants for you, this longing and desire and distance that's felt between us and God, Um, which is... At first you read it and you're like, man, that's a heavy psalm. But then there's another side where it's like, that's really comforting. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not the only person who's felt like God is far away. And I won't be the last either. And so I think, you know, one of the things that it got me thinking about, Jody, is like, as I was preparing is I think for some of us feeling distant from God can be a surprise to us maybe or come as a shock when that happens because it's like, well, I have all the right information, right? Like I know all the right things intellectually. How do I still feel distant from God? Like why is it that we can know all the right stuff, but we still at the emotional level, we feel this distance from God? Yeah, and I think part of that is, is our own doing. Sometimes we're so driven by how we feel um, I mean, you've, we've all woken up just grumpy for no reason. Yeah. Right. You're like, oh, why am I grumpy? Like, yeah. Literally all I did was get up. Today, yeah. You know, like <laughs> just woke up mad. All man. I did was wake up mad yeah. today. Uh, and, and so I think some of that, some of that is, some of that sometimes is just sinful rebellion on our part or we've, or just lack of, of discipline and pursuit certainly. And I think sometimes, I think sometimes Sometimes that silence from God is refining mm. and purposeful on his part. Mm-hmm. That he, he does kind of step back a little. Yeah. And not in a negligent yeah. way, but in just a, okay, you think you got this? Let's see. Yeah. I mean, as a parent, I, I do that, right? Yeah. You do that as a parent. I think, okay, we got to let you, you got to figure this out, you know? You got you to grow through this moment here and... And I think those seasons... Yeah, my baby's not really responding super well to that yet. No, 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 not yeah. yet. No, no. You know, I think... <laughs> he just sits there and wails. He just sits there and like, ah, come get me. It's interesting, too. Like, and I, I've, I've shared this before. Like, we have four kids. Yeah. Three of my kids, from the time that they were very small, when they were hurt, ran to us. Right? Yeah. That feels like a pretty normal response. Yeah. But one of my kids, from the time they were very small, ran from us when they were hurt. And so there's nothing like chasing a bleeding kid across yeah. the park. Like, I promise I didn't hurt him. Yeah. I just want to catch You're him like, to make this sure looks he, wrong. Make this sure looks they're bad. okay, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I think sometimes we can be that way too. Our tendency, for whatever reason, yeah. is often to run from, mm. not run to. And, and I think God uses space at times and some of that distance to remind us of our need for him mm. and create a bit of this longing even yeah. that we see in those psalms. Yeah. I, I think what's interesting is, is it's like almost the moment. I, I did a lot of reflecting leading into this of just like all of these times in my life that I felt far from God. And I just have kind of realized it really is just a cycle in my life. Like I will feel far from him again. And I want to, as like, there's something within me that I want to prevent that with like everything within me. I want to like, you know, proof my life of it, but I just can't because at the end of the day, what those seasons of distance remind me time and time again is that I am incapable of restoring myself to God's presence. Yeah. I'm incapable of like finding him and pulling him close. He's the one who finds me and pulls me close. And that's one of those things that like 
you can intellectually know, but it's that experience that like brings it to a heart level and it brings that longing and that gratitude. And it's almost like I'm so quick when I feel God's distance to just forget that he's good, Mm. forget that he's looking out for me, forget that he has my best in mind. And that maybe like, it's for my best to generate some longing. Like maybe emotionally I'm kind of getting in a bit of a rut here and I'm not really bringing my whole self to the relationship anymore. And so this is actually good for me to have a little bit of like, man, God, I I long for your presence again. Like I miss you and where are you? Um, And those things now regenerate in me some of those emotions that I had lost a little bit. And so it's like maybe... It's not that God's this terrible, horrible person who just dips on us on a whim, but maybe he really is that good and loving father who's kind of gently leading us to the places that we need to be. And some of that he does through speaking and some of it he does through silence. Yeah. And both are beneficial. Well, and I think sometimes part of, and, and this is a conversation as a parent that, you know, that I'm, I'm having a lot with our kids as we're kind of launching them out of our house into the world, right, is a large part of growing up and maturing is doing things when you don't feel like it. Yeah. And so it's easy, I think, for us, even in our spiritual walk, to pursue the Lord when we feel it, mm-hmm. right? And so you, you're, for whatever reason, you're in a spot where, man, you just feel really close, you're walking good you f- you're consistently aware of God's presence you're man you're just every turn you're just seeing God seeing God yeah. seeing God and you're you're right it just keeps you going it just keeps you going but i think there's a a strong value high value to just the discipline of showing up yeah and man you know what i didn't feel like it today but i did it anyway yeah and if you've done a bible reading plan you know that when you get to Leviticus yep. or First Chronicles, right? <laughs> you're, you're like, oh. I don't know many people that are getting the warm fuzzies from Leviticus. Yeah, you, you get know? to First like, Chronicles oh, man, and you're God like. God was so close to me today. Genealogies, right? You're yeah. genealogies of First Chronicles. And you're like, thus saith the Lord, go and be blessed. Like, yeah. I am live this out today. I yeah. Like, what, what do I even do? What do I do with that? It's I don't so e- real. I don't even know. Like, yeah. And that's where people quit. They stop. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's where they stop doing the Bible reading plan. And they miss out on so much because that is actually so much of life with God yeah. is showing up whether you feel like it or not. Yeah. And so I think, I think there's an element of that where God is teaching us as well to, yeah. man, just be faithful in season, be faithful out of season. And yet I think God also uses the difficulties and the struggle and the pain and sorrow and mourning that come our way in a broken world to remind us to come back, yeah. to draw us back. Because you you can forget, even in those good times, and often I think we forget in those good times yeah. of our need for Him. We just kind of start on, we it's just like, hit cruise control. You oddly know? enough, it's the same thing in sports, right? Your yeah. team loses, you feel that so deeply. Like the emotions of loss are so much deeper than the emotions of victory. Yeah. It, when your team wins, like the Braves, they just won the World Series, you yeah. know? And it's like, cool. But all the years that the Braves were right there and they lost to the Dodgers, there's like yeah. depths of pain of like, 
you feel it. I don't know. There's just more to feel there in the loss than there is in the victory for well, whatever it's the reason. Hope. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's every sports fan's worst nightmare is the hope. Like that's the thing that kills you. Yeah. It's yep. you know before the season starts, you just have this. It doesn't matter it. how terrible your team is. Yep. There's just a, there's always a chance. There's always a chance. This this year's Especially our year. Especially if the one that kills me is the Angels. Yeah. Every year the <laughs> Angels are gonna win it all, and it's like they're actually they're just gonna do the same thing they if did they last just, year. If they just pitched a Tani <laughs> every week, they'd win. You know, I think I, I and I but I think too. You know, as a parent, you feel those seasons. If as a spouse, you feel those yeah. seasons. Um, I think, and and sometimes things just get away from you. Yeah. You know, you, you're just you're just consumed or distracted is maybe a better word by all of the other things and i think maybe that's probably what happens more often than not for us especially in our day and world where everything is attached to you yeah that maybe we just become so distracted and all of a sudden we're like well i just don't have time yeah but how much time did we spend doing other things right maybe that wasn't as much of a temptation 25 years ago, 20 years ago, as it is today. Um, I don't know. But I do think you're right in the sense that there's cycles and seasons of that. And I also think there's incredible value for the consistency of just showing up. And I totally agree. And I think we see that from from Scripture on God's part. Yeah. That He's consistently showing up for us. And that that, that's what He desires from us, too. That faithfulness to show up time and time again. And what would you say, Jody, like I was thinking of this and kind of almost landing in this spot. Let's look at it for each of us preemptively. We're looking ahead the next time that God's going to feel distant from us. Yeah. But then also maybe to help people to kind of gauge and think about it for themselves as well. The next time that you feel distance from God, what are you going to do? Like what's right. your, because some of those things are a little bit easier if they're, at the beginning of it, we kind of catch it and we identify maybe a little bit of what's going on there. Like you feel like God is distant from you. What, like what's your, what are your first couple of steps? What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I think you have to stop and evaluate, you know, just because it's a normal part of life and there are seasons and cycles of that doesn't mean that every time it happens, it's normal and okay. Yeah. Right. I think the recognition of the cycle of that if anything, probably does a lot to remove guilt and shame of it. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that there's not warnings in that because I don't think God's desire for us is to be distant or to feel distant yeah. either. In a, you know. Totally. Um, so I think you start with yourself and you just start evaluating, you know, search your heart. Man, ask God. I think we echo the words of Psalm 51, like, mm-hmm. man, search me and know me. Like, is there any wickedness? Is there sin? Is there unconfessed, unrepented sin in my life? Um, I think that is certainly something that often causes yeah. that distance and division. Is it a relational issue, that a relationship that is is broken? Or even quenching or grieving the Holy Spirit? Or Have is, I yeah. developed a pattern of that? Is God calling you to do something that you know you should be doing that you're not doing? Yep. And, and or it, are you doing something that you shouldn't be doing correct. that you know you shouldn't be doing? Both of those things. And I think oftentimes it's those things. Yeah. Right. And sometimes, though. Sometimes it's none of them. It's none of that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's doubt. Yeah. And or guilt or shame. 
And so reminding ourselves of what we know to be true. And again, not being driven so much by what we feel in that moment. Yeah. Man, I feel distant. Yes. But I know I'm not distant. Yeah. I know God is not distant. I know that God is still pursuing me. I know that his love for me is still persistent. Yeah. And and so what I tell folks a lot of times when I'm when I'm counseling people specifically who are struggling with, you know, just man, sin they're wrapped up in or certain thing they're struggling is. Um, and and in, like so for example, if you're struggling with, with lust, right? Don't go memorize a bunch of passages that talk about how bad lust is. You already know it's bad, yeah. <laughs> okay? Find passages that talk about the character and nature of who God is and his faithfulness. Mm. So when you're finding yourself in that, and it goes for any any yeah, yeah, struggle, yeah. rather than wallow in the moment yeah. or quoting to yourself a passage. Flee from sexual immorality. That's like reminding yeah, you yeah. of that. Um, man, turn your attention to, to a, a Romans 8, right? And nothing. Right, can separate me. Like, yeah. turn turn yourself to to a passage where God is reminding you of, of His love for you. The kindness of the Lord leads to repentance. Yeah, Psalm twenty seven. This one thing I ask that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all yes, my days. Right. Yeah. Um, I love Mark nine when the father there with it brings his son to Jesus and says, "If you can do anything, help." And yes. Jesus is like, "If I can, and yeah. all things are possible to him who believes." And the Father's response, like, I do believe, help, help my unbelief. unbelief, right? I think those things, to be to to f- allow ourselves to dwell on those those places yeah. really helps. And if it's a sin issue, that works. But even in a sense of I'm feeling distant, man, be reminded of those promises of God and his faithfulness towards you. I think for me that tends to curb some of that distance yeah and the other thing honestly is just be in the word Mm -hmm. you know be in the word and i have found for me larger chunks of scripture are better yeah if i'm reading a chapter a day i'm gonna struggle a little um i don't it's just not enough you know to really do a lot i just that's more like checking a box I'm sitting down and I'm reading eight to ten chapters, man, that's that's a chunk. Yeah. It's not as much as you it sounds because the, generally speaking, chapters in the Bible aren't it goes really pretty long. Quick. Like that's yeah. probably 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. We don't have any 20 page chapters in our Right. Unless you're in Psalm 119. <laughs> yeah. And then you know you're gonna be there a while. Yeah. But I think reading those larger chunks, what it does for me is it creates an increasing hunger and desire mm. for God's word mm. um, for whatever reason. I think God and God uses his word to create a hunger for his word. That makes sense to me that God would do that. Yeah. And I think when I talk to people who are struggling with doubt or who are struggling with guilt, or when I ask the question, hey, like, how much time are you spending in the word? It's almost always I'm not really in it. Yeah. And that's where, like we said earlier, showing up when you don't feel like it yeah matters yeah that's my like that's one of my big takeaways from this for you know that anticipating that next time that god will feel distant is i just you know i'm a pastor's kid i've grown up around all i've seen all the spiritual highs i've seen you know all the fun mountaintops all the cool things 
And every time it's like, my life's going to be different from now on. Like God's never going to feel far again. And then it's just like he does, you know, like time and time again. And one of those things that that first moment that I feel like God is distant from me, I think the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to check my spiritual rhythms to be like, okay, have those things faltered? Yes. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. that might be, that might be a big reason why, like I haven't spent any time, like I love spending time in God's word, but man, you got to add in that the practice of his presence and some prayer as well. So then we're informing ourselves of, man, this is what's true. I'm helping myself to also, when I read God's word, I'm helping myself to think the way that God thinks. I'm helping myself to see the world the way that God sees the world. Um, And so that helps just kind of cover my mind and the way that I operate. But then, man, prayer is really, prayer is working on my heart. And so uh, sometimes I'll look at my spiritual rhythms and be like, man, I've been really faithful at staying in God's word, but dude, I can't remember the last time I prayed. Like, mm-hmm. okay, that might be it, right? So my initial is my inventory of those practices. But man, if those practices are good, then still my initial thing that I'm doing is like, how do I protect those? Yeah. Because those are, when I feel far from God, those are the first thing that goes. Yeah. Because I am so like, and I hate it. Like we all kind of hate this about ourselves, but we're just so like wrapped to our feelings. And yeah. so those yeah. things like, over time, over the next coming weeks, if I feel like God is distant over a series of weeks, then man, it's just a higher and higher chance that those things falter. And so I want to stay committed to those things. So man, what can I put in place to say, okay, maybe while I feel far from God, like I'm going to commit to, man, if I don't get to any scripture today, I'm going to get to these couple of verses that are going to remind me of something true that I can come back to, like the psalmist does in our psalm, something that's true, that's a short and sweet thing that he's saying to himself over Over and over and over over again, right? So for me, that's Psalm 103 verses 1 through 5. It's rehearsing the benefits of life with God. So even though I don't feel like God is close to me right now, man, I'm going to rehearse the benefits of life with God. And so I'm not going to, I feel distant from God, man, I'm not going to let a day go by where I don't rehearse the benefits of life with God and praise him for that. And I'll pray through it too. Like I'll make sure that I pray through it and say, man, Lord, thank you for these things. And so that's like step number one for me coming off of this of like, I, I think this Psalm really does elevate that like willingness to choose in the midst of all of the turmoil to say, God, I still remember you and how good you are. And I'm not going to lose sight of that no matter how much craziness there is going on around me. Yeah. Um, so I, I just think that is like such a key first step is to stick with it. Um, but then man, I I love what he does where he remembers, I was looking at kind of how we broke it down in our notes for this weekend. And this, the things that the psalmist remembers are, are past, present, and future. Yeah. He remembers worshiping with God's people. He remembers presently that God's love is with him. And he remembers that life isn't always going to be this way. Like there's coming a day I'll be with God face to face. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking, man, that's a great kind of, where has God showed up in my life? Remember that God is with me right now. But then also remember, like, man, the one that gets me time and time again when I am far, feel far from God is thinking about that there literally will be a moment that I will look God face to face. Like, yeah. that is crazy to think about. And so much hope in those seasons where you feel so distant from God of like, dude, I could not find him right now. But there is coming a time, like the way that we look at each other, that I will look at him and he will look at me. Like that's yeah. going to be, 
that's going to make this all seem like just yeah. a, a shadow. And I think I think it's important to to um, stop and take an inventory, not just of the things that God has done or does, but but of who He is. Yeah. Right. And I think there's a benefit to looking back and saying, "Hey, here's all the ways that God has been faithful in the past." Yeah. Right. Like, and let's let's remember those things. But more so than what he does or can do for us and has done for us. Like, man, just just who he is. Who is he? Because what he does and how he is towards us is born out of the character of, of yeah. who he is, right? And so if we can remind ourselves of, of who he is. Because I think sometimes we go to Genesis, you know, when the serpent tempts, you know, Adam and Eve, it's not, it's not overt. It's yeah. a... Did God really say? Yeah. Right? I don't think he's changed much. So I think sometimes it's like, is God really good loving? Yeah. Can God really love you? Is he really good? Will he really show up? And I think that can create in us a doubt that drives the distance. Mm. Um, and, and so just being reminded of like, okay, who he is, stop, take a minute, pull out a piece of paper yeah, and just write down all the things that you know to be true of who God is. Yeah. Not what you're feeling in that moment, but what you know to be true of, of that. And that's kind of the weird thing. That's like, that's my big note coming away from all of this, like feelings, seasons of feeling distant from God is it's almost as though what I see really clearly in Psalm 42 and 43, it's almost like when things are good with God, like so much of that lives more in emotion than yeah. it does yeah. intellect, right? When things are good yeah. with God, it's just like, dude, I just, I love God. I love people. Like, this is amazing. And it's almost as though when we feel distant from God, we we suppress or we push away what we feel at the heart level and we trust in what we know mm-hmm. at the head level. And then it's like, you'll feel close to God again and you'll right. be at that emotional level and things will be awesome. But like, it's almost when we feel distant from God, we need to trust what we know to be true because we don't, our feelings yeah. aren't reliable in that moment. Well, and I love like in Psalm 42 and 43, I don't know how you're, how, how you feel about this, but there's this repeated refrain, right? It mm-hmm. comes in verse five, it comes in 11, and it comes in uh, verse five of 43. And when I, when I read that the first time, it's like, ah, oh, man, why, yeah. why is my soul so distraught? Right, like it's a, yeah. It's almost like a anger with yeah. himself. Like I don't. I think by the time you get around to the second one, maybe it's like, man, what the heck, Jody? What is going on? Like, why are you feeling this yeah. way? Like, put your hope. It's almost talk, like annoyed right? at that yeah, point. Put your hope in God. I think by the time you get to end of forty three, he's like, yeah, what the heck? Why, why are you feeling like this, yeah. man? Put your hope in God. You know, yeah. like I think he's kind of progresses throughout Mm -hmm. so that where you start even though it's a repeated refrain is probably not where you end and it's a lot because of what we're saying like he's remembering yeah he's he's remembering god's faithfulness in the past he's he's really reflecting on the character of nature of who god is despite his circumstances and ultimately i mean it ends with him saying yeah put your hope in god right yeah he's our savior our God, like there, it's a very hopeful psalm. Yeah, even though it doesn't seem that way, it starts with it this ends so hopeful. Starts with this yearning, this yeah. longing to be in the presence of God, 
and to be close to him and this nearness, this desire for nearness. And I think it ends with like, yeah, we're going to be okay. Yeah. You know, we're going to be okay because at the end of the day, it's less about me and more about him and who he is, Savior and God. Yeah. And that's what I think is so powerful about that psalm as a template for us. But then it's also just, I think, you know, for us as um, the, you know, Protestant, evangelical, we just have this kind of like anti-liturgy side to us. Like liturgy is religion and it's death. And it's like, I get that things might feel that way when things feel good with God. Yeah. But man, when things feel distant with God, you need a liturgy. Like, yeah. You need something that you are going to keep showing up to because what happens is as you keep showing up to it, like find a passage and keep showing up to that passage day over day, like when you feel far from God, because that passage is going to change each day that you come back to it and it's going to change you. You're going to realize like, man, I read that yesterday and I didn't feel like reading it at all. But today I felt like reading it a little bit and I saw something that was true about God in it. And it just like changes you slowly day over day as you read it. And like, that's a good thing for you. That's not death. Like that's a, that repeated thing is, is beneficial. Yeah. And I think again, but choose one that, that carries yes, weight and hope to it. Yes. Not a prayer of Jabez type yes. moment where it's like, you know, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Yeah. Beyond physical need and circumstance. And not that God doesn't meet our physical need, yeah. of course, but that is, man, that I am loved, right? That I am yeah. pursued. Or like I love Colossians 1, 15 through the end, just of who Christ is, right? He's mm. the image of the invisible God, the firstborn. Like, ooh, that, yeah. that's, let me just... Let me just dwell on the character of who God is. Chew on that. Yeah. And I think that takes the focus off of me. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I, I automatically feel... I want to get my eyes up off in. of my issue onto the fact that there's something much bigger going yes. on. I yeah. mean, after all, we look at Revelation and we see how this thing ends. Yeah. We're gathered in singing mm-hmm. and our eyes are on him. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not on people around us yeah or circumstance or you know i think that's the goal in life and that's that's the goal in our daily life yeah is how do we see and even in mission we talk about mission a lot you know our oikos what does that look like man it's where's god already moving let me step into that yeah and be used there and it's hard when you're when you're focused on those things it's hard to feel distant it's not that it doesn't happen yeah it still will and, and I think when you look throughout scripture and church history, for that matter, you're going to find pages filled with people who struggle with distance and yeah. and feeling um, forgotten and depressed at times. Yeah. And yet God continually shows up. Shows up. Yeah. And hopefully that's a great takeaway for you coming out of this message that uh, God is near to us even when we feel a distance and that uh, you're not the first to feel distance from God and you won't be the last. And so uh, hopefully you've got a good tangible takeaway coming out of the message this weekend. Uh, we hope this conversation has been a blessing to you. Let us know if you've got uh, a thought coming out of the message this weekend there in the comments. Don't forget to like the video, maybe share it with a friend and subscribe so that you get updates on future videos as well. Uh, that's all we got for this week on Tangible Takeaways. We'll catch you guys next week.